Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chat Havers. Let's make a conversation with us tonight. 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 Pierce Campion. Hiya. Happy to have myself here. You made it. I made it with we ma- you. We did it. We did this. This is that's good. We did the. Who is that? That's Trump, Trump. and Pence. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sort but he's like he's got something like seriously very uh, wrong with him. Um, yeah. What's up, everyone? Mantosh, Vertical Mammal, KP Senti, and Tanner, of course. Our gang. Our gang. Yang gang. What happened to him? Huh? Yang. Yeah. I went on a first date with someone, and she uh, she saw a, a Dan Ye- or a Andrew Yang uh, bumper sticker on the back of someone's car, and ripped it off, and then threw it in the trash, and then immediately she was like, "I I don't think I should have done that. I mean, he's not that bad. He's not like a, it's not like a Trump bumper was she, sticker." Was she doing it to like impress you? I think that she. I well, yeah. I mean, we, yeah. we do we do some sure some, sure sure we do yeah things to yeah especially on dates. a first. I mean, it is a thing you would maybe only do on a first date. Yeah. Bizarre. Right. What, yeah. yeah, what? You just he's an idiot, but it's like, what? What did he do wrong? Wanted yeah. universal basic income? Right. Like, yeah, I peeled it off and threw it. Well, I, I guess it's just, you know, we had we had been shit talking all kinds of fellas, and you can just picture the kind of guy who puts that on his car. Sure, obviously there's nothing sure. wrong with Andrew Yang, but you know what yeah, happens yeah. when a guy puts, you know, what kind of guy is gonna put that yes, on his car? Yes, he loves tech. He loves um, city in New York. Because then he ran for mayor. His profile picture is one of the AI profile pictures that people made uh, eight months ago. (laughs) He hasn't changed it. He has no idea that it's cringe. Yeah. He was like, what? I look good at them. Yeah. What? I don't know. The app was only three bucks. Yeah. I don't know. It's pretty cool. I look like a porno guy. (laughs) I look like me, but porno. I make $100,000 a year. I can't look porno on my profile? Fine. I don't think so. I don't think so, honey. Hold on. I'm going to turn on the air. Okay. I realized I, ch- I recently changed my profile picture I've been using for years. Looked like an ape NFT. I wonder if that's just sort of a, like someone searched, Googled funny monkey, made it their profile picture, and then then way after this NFT boom, Scarlett, my girlfriend, she lives in Long Beach, and they have a... Um, they have a cafe on on this street called uh, Bored and Hungry, I think, and it's an it's a bored ape themed cafe. I I remember when that opened. At the sort of the height of it, you it's know, still when, there. It's still just like it was. And there is it for people going. There are b- employees in there working hard, sweating. I can you imagine breaking sweat in the board ape cafe, know, getting paid God knows what? You got to imagine half the employees in there have no idea what it is. They're like, yeah, this is just another shitty coffee shop in Long Beach. I hate to say it, but minimum wage workers are not juiced into the NFT scene. No, and they and God and who could have profited? I know it, it's that's what was so sad is seeing Paris Hilton on Jimmy on Fallon, you know, right. doing it. it's like this. We no, if you are working at a coffee shop, you should have been buying. Buying one of those mm-hmm. because that the, it, it because that's how you get rich. I know. Yeah, yeah. Fallon doesn't have that kind of re- like he, Fallon and the McDonald's line cook scene yes. have not intersected in the way. That, I mean, obviously no. Kimmel is a friend to the workers. Yes, I don't. I bet a lot of line cooks at McDonald's don't even know who Jimmy Fallon is. No, and he's that, so why? I mean, but he's I, so defeat. But I think that's uh, I think that's the fault of NBC Universal not doing their jobs right. I personally, agree. because Kimmel manages. I mean, everybody knows Kimmel. Yeah, whether it's Crank Yankers, the mm-hmm. radio show he did thirty years ago, right. or I mean, God, the talk show. I mean, the, the, all all working class people have to look forward to to break out of this horrible cycle to break this chain is to become a whack packer. Yep. I, I 100% agree. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, they love it because, because 
people, because <laughs> poor people love the morning zoo. I'm sorry. It's true. I, I didn't want to say it, but it's true. They love morning zoo. There's that's no, right. I'm, it's, and it's fine. I love morning zoo too. Mm -hmm. You know, that's how, you know, You're boots on the ground. I work, I'm a working man. That's these are right. hard hands. I you can see grease on those. These man. are grease on these. Yeah. I'm, you know, the, the, there's a lot of computers in this room. These are hard to use, man. <laughs> hundred years ago, a guy, you, a guy, you would have thought a guy was a fucking genius seeing this yeah. many computers. Thought I thought it was in the fucking future. Yeah. You're, you're trying to make porn on these computers. Yes. You're trying to type it. You're trying to... Not just watch it. Yeah. Make I'm it. I'm trying to simulate sex using computer simulation. Yes, and I'm going to run the simulation so many times to find the optimum ways to come. Yes. And that is what I'm doing, and that's the work. Do they have a tip jar in the Bored Ape Cafe? I haven't checked, but if they do have a tip jar in the Bored Ape Cafe, it defeats the entire purpose of totally. the aesthetic. You're, you definitely can pay in... Bitcoin, Bitcoin or Ethereum, yeah. definitely. definitely. There's no way you can't. I like how every bodega in New York. Wait, but 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 that has to be the ice cream machine is broken. If someone comes in there and like, yeah, I have uh, I have point four ETH. Uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, you have to say the ETH machine is broken. Uh, yeah, no, sorry. Well, we're you cleaning can it. You, <laughs> <laughs> we're cleaning that. You can exchange. Well, it's they'd make you take it out first so they didn't get fucked on it. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, it's like, Poo. yeah. What does Kofti cost? Like point zero zero three seven Bitcoin, Absolutely. brother. You're telling. Talk your talk, yes, vertical mammal. That is exactly what we're talking about. We gotta dress these guys the fuck down. I'm gonna go into that. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go in there tomorrow and do something. You might as well. I'm gonna go do something. I'm gonna come in there strapped. Yeah. Strapped up with a diaper. Is this shit working? Hold on one sec. That's the fun part of this show, brother. So many goddamn moving pieces. I kind of gotta fix it as we go, and that's what's. Nice. I think I think you're you're chirping right along. You, you're you're. I'm zooming. Oh look, are you using Unreal? Mm hmm Oh, that is so charming. Well, and you get you. to put the little virtual camera in there. Yeah, and the little guy. And there's little things like the if it. Well, we'll see if they work now. You can redeem channel points to make little things appear. That's cool. It's fun. That's cool. You ever use Unreal? Um, so uh, Unreal was used to create Virtual Prison, mm. the only the only Adult Swim project that I had any real creative control. Sure. On. My friend Dot Stasio, who you can follow at what I believe is Other Small Mammals on at Instagram dot, at DotStasio.com or something like that. I think it's Other Small Mammals. Um, they uh, they were able to render the entire Virtual Prison environment using Unreal. Well, that's incredible, folks. Some, let's, let's give it up for them. Some kind of free some kind of free island map and we had to kind of tool around there for who else was involved in that project i'll i'll, I'll give you a hint i see big weird twitter dudes Derek and drill truth point who are you know what pisses their account that's them dude is that true that's either Derek or drill that is epic i don't know which one Truth point, obviously the progenitor of this entire fucking strange live stream thing that you got. It's like we're Derek and Drill right now. I know we are Derek and Drill. We are Derek and Drill. We are Derek Welcome and Drill. to Truth Point. I, I, who's who? You gotta be Derek, bro. Yo, you gotta be. You gotta be the hot one. That's right, the <laughs> hot uh, goth guy. The hot goth guy. Hot goth, and I'm Drill, the absolute anonymous genius lunatic the anonymous genius lunatic lunatic um, lunatics surreal moments being made right now i guess surreal moments being made right surreal now. moments this is surreal God, what a what a what a great insight I, you should <laughs> say shit like that around your closest friends i'm sure they'll really appreciate you try using the uh, things again let's see if they work i'm going to make surreal engine okay yep yep i'm a, well cuz unreal engine no, I got that. I got that. No, because Unreal Engine. I got that. 
Um, what else? They kind of put me on Adult Swim, you know. I mean, that's yeah. why I'm able to put Adult Swim God on my it. resume well, because I, I I met those two at a at a birthday party. And I'll tell and you what, I put Adult Swim on my resume. Why? I was on a couple of episodes of Truth Point and something called Fan Fiction Showdown. So what? What are they gonna do? Who are they gonna fucking check with? Yeah, Everybody that works there's gone. Gonna cut my head off? Yep. I'm I am Adult Swim. Try to stop. I am Adult. I am Cam Tang. I am Cam Tang. Hey, Luke, are you wearing the same pants from the last 14 streams? Oh, thank you so much, Foolish Mofo, for pointing that out. That's so funny and clever. Well, these are, I have two pairs of these pants, and I wear them a lot. You know, if I was wearing black jeans, you probably wouldn't say shit. But the fact that I'm wearing something that's interesting and a little bit more, and no hate on black jeans. Obviously, I love black jeans, Mm -hmm. too, Piers, of course. Because I'm wearing something identifiable, I get fucking roasted for it. Don't you think that's interesting? I think, yeah, no one would ever say, Piers is wearing black pants a lot, because it's so obvious that they're... There are more than one pair of black pants in this world. Yes, exactly right. But then I try and dress how I want to, and with my and I, what makes me feel good, and I get fucking destroyed. As if this is what this isn't what you want in someone that you like, someone one of your friends. You want to be able to close your eyes and have your mental image of them be consistent yes. across all lifetimes, yes. across all strata, like Bart Simpson. You're going to yes. want to be able to draw yes. this person from memory. The track pants and Crocs are a bit... Exactly. This is so... Because think about it. When you turn on Fallon, he's probably wearing... I mean, he's wearing a suit, at least. You know? He's wearing a fucking suit. Yep. This is my suit. Yes. You come on the stream. You see the Crocs. You see the Adidas pants. You know that's Luke. And and he's not... And he's not sick. He's fine. And we got a call coming in. Are you ready for this? Yes. All right. Quentin Tarantino would say about you that this is your suit of armor. This is my suit of armor, exactly. Right. And geniuses wear the same thing every day. You should feel bad, foolish mofo, because if you're going to come for the throat, you're going to get squashed. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. What's your name and what are you calling about? Hi, Luke. It's Sam. I was just calling to, to see. Uh, I, I just I'm just going to vamp because I can't hear you, Sam, and, and neither can Luke, so. Oh, no. Can you hear me? I gotta turn this on. I didn't even try, man. <laughs> yeah, right. I gotta be honest with you guys. I went. To, I was at the Korean spa about thirty minutes ago. And now That's I'm nice. Here. Yeah, I went to You're the Korean spa? spa. No, I went to it. Sam, can you also hear us? I can hear you. Can you hear me? So quiet. Try it now. Can you hear me? I can. I can hear you if I tune. If I lean in. No, no, no. I got this. I got this. <laughs> this is the it. fun of it, man. I'm not upset. I'm not upset with anyone. I I, I couldn't fucking do this. Here's this is part of the show. This is this is like the track pants. This is part of the show. Part of the show is. No one has to you know disabuse me of any of any no, notions. Know. You know, it's what you're really seeing is this is my. I'm working through my shit with myself right now. You know, right. it almost has nothing to do with you. And this isn't because I'm embarrassed or anything. But can yeah. you please not put my last name on this when you release it on YouTube? Please, I'm trying to apply for jobs. Maybe sure. having an education. <laughs> I don't want to be associated with virtual prison and, no, and the f word. Uh, you know, I was, I, I kept for some reason thinking, uh, I kept thinking that maybe I'd spelled your name wrong. I don't know why, but I didn't look. I got introduced by Casey Rupp, who I consider a friend, and I, I've never found the time to correct him, but he always introduces me as Pierce Campion. Campion. Well, that kind of gives you some digni- dignation in that name. All right. I want to hear what Sam has to Sam, say. Sam, what's up? I just wanted to say hi, what's up? I missed the first few minutes, I think, but <laughs> I, Ew, that's okay. I, I personally... I'm coming to you after uh, also a frustrating day. A lot of weird bureaucracy stuff. It feels like today, cosmically, something like the energy is just a little bit woof, you know? 
I, I agree with that. I always think shit like that is my fault. When people say I've noticed some kind of vibe shift today, anyone else? You I, think you did that? I always think that I farted into the atmosphere and completely... I literally do believe like if a homeless guy accosts me, it's because I somehow wronged him in another wrong. life. Yeah, okay. Um, today, I'm sure that I made some kind of poor decision that cascaded in so far as it ruined your day as well. Well, you stayed up last night partying and having a fun time. I mean, don't you think that's the only thing you've... We all kind of pay for that when one member of this great society... Kind of messes up. I think in, in LA, these decisions they actually pockmark the the general social matrix way more noticeably than yes. in New York, which, by the way, is a city that never sleeps. Yes, this is a city that does sleep. Exactly. I need my eight hours. I was I was trying to, I was trying to get some shut eye as the coyotes were were singing and hawing. Yeah, I was being an I was an alley cat who was trying to have a cat nap in 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 coyote hour. Here they uh, here they call it. It'd be a beach cat. There's not really a lot of alley. Sam, how was your day today? What's going on? My day, I mean, my day was, I mean, comparatively to the rest of the world, it was very great. But I had um, I had a two-hour phone call with the insurance company for my car that I no longer have. I no longer have any car mm-hmm. um, because, you know, the guy who hit me, they can't find my car, hit another car, and that insurance trying to get me. It was just two hours of trying to send four photos and you know insurance just not having it um and then the laundry machine on our property broke and my landlord's a cheap old lady and has told them that she won't fix it even Mm, though it was in people's leases and then even now the twitch stream on my computer just crashed and it won't um and it won't uh cast to my tv so you know there's a lot of little that's what I'm saying. It's a lot of stuff out of our control. A lot of Damn right. something's wrong in the atmosphere. I think it's it's maybe it's just the communal stress pre Thanksgiving, but whatever mm. it is, it's a weird weird vibe. I do that. believe this is the most evil time of the year in terms of like how the psychic terror that's in the air. Mm-hmm. I do. I really do mean. I believe. Do you mean? It. Do you mean? Um, like for for the last few years, it's always been evil around this time. I, I think is. I think I. This is a genuine thought. Is that this is a stri- This is a period of everyone has stressful memories from it, and it create. It is a cyclone of it, it, everything is off in December. And yes, also yeah. Pierce. As a not Los Angelino, that might be the difference too, because in Los Angeles, the you know quote unquote industry fully like fully fully actually for the only time and the only time of the year shuts down the last two weeks of December. But and, I, and that and that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's if, why if that's fucking, why my pitch meetings are going it so fucking poorly. Pisses, it pisses me the fuck off. They should be working and putting out more shows now more than ever. With a strike was on, right. they should work through Christmas. They should work through Thanksgiving. Right. We need to get some sort I mean, of Bob Burger spinoff yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that I there think should the be some. Not gonna be over. If if there was any alternative to NFTs, we would need it now to yes, save Crapopolis. Yes, Crapopolis yes. needs a gimmick. Crapopolis, let's I want let's let's reboot College Humor a, a, 
again at yes. something else. Drop in. Yes, let's try something else. Let's I want try. Sam Reich behind the camera yes. again. Yes, yes, He's yes. hogging up all the screen time. We want Ricky Van Veen doing his cameos, and we want we want hardly working as a web series yes. to focus more on, on people like Josh Rubin and Dan and Gerwich. We, and can we get Jacob and Amir off the microphones and, and in front of the camera? I'd like to see them doing their classic <laughs> breaks again. Uh, yeah, th they should do. I want, you know what I want? I want Jake Hurwitz to be a part of Prank Wars with Streeter Seidel. And that I want Sarah cool. Schneider to be the only girl on College Humor. And I, and I want to see Jake and Amir uh, physically hurt each other. Like, in this, we do it for real now. They, in the early days, in the Vimeo days, they were always physically assaulting yeah. each other. And that's what was more fun. I mean, there were always the fake bloods on their, on their, on their, on their face. I know. Now it's all just Bitcoin. It's all talk about Bitcoin. Now it's a crack.com list listicle. Amir would kill Jake. Amir is really buff now. Do you know that? I saw that. Yeah, I saw he was getting beautiful. a little bit strong. That's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. Amir would kill Jake. Amir, I think Amir, they should... Wait, the what, about, what about Amir and Jake versus, um, versus Elon and Zuckerberg? Mm, rap battle, sort of a cipher. <laughs> Um, well, Amir actually is a famous freestyler. He freestyles about uh, famously uh, oh, no, I'm not birth beating control. The, beating the crap out of each other. Uh huh. I think Zuckerberg is good at fighting now, and I don't think I really do. And people are like, oh, oh, oh. it's like no. I mean, if you if you have that much money, you can just you can get anyone can get good at fighting. I'm not saying he's the best. But if he pays for all the fighting training, I mean, I'm sure he could lay down some fucking punches. Here's what's going to make you actively worse. Zuckerberg, and then Jake can take Elon. Yeah. Yeah. What would make you actually worse at physically handling another human being is having 45 children with women you've only ever met once and never speak. I mean, that how do you how do you invert what is arguably the most strong concentration of adrenaline of all time, which is the dad reflex? Yes. Other than ignoring your forty-five kids, Zuckerberg, yeah. on the other hand, he's got maybe what he's got one kid that he gives yeah, his full attention, and he loves his wife. He's yeah. still with the same girl from college. I tell you, you don't have to take a single kickboxing, Krav Maga, or jujitsu no. class if you have one kid that you homeschool. Oh. That is love. that is martial arts you can, training. You can do the thing where you lift the the truck off the the kid if the kid gets to the truck. And the trucks on top of them, and it's no problem. Mm -hmm. You don't even have to train for that shit. They should make an AFV where um, where the Tom Bergeron host goes, oh, 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 instead of doing funny quips. Because <laughs> he's like excited. Yeah, yeah I like that. Yeah. He's like, oh shit, oh, oh. what the fuck? Yeah. That would be that is a good idea for a show. We watch YouTube videos that are just cool, mm -hmm. and it's it's like there oh. is a host, obviously. Yeah, there, we still need a host, and he's like, holy shit, what the fuck? And yeah. That's, yeah. And, we, and it's on ABC instead of just other YouTube videos. And like he really that. should be a neckbeard, and he should be soy-facing the yes. entire time. Oh, and oh. Should, yeah, he should, there, should be, should be, there should be a rule that he can't speak English. So, Sam, does that make your day a little bit better? Yeah, just a riff fest? I mean, it does, yeah. I like, I like seeing the anger pointed towards outwards. Yes, pointed, and we're punching up at Tom Bergeron. Yes. You know? Yes. Not punching yes. down at... We're, get, we're getting the vibes back on track. That's, that's right. That's what I'm talking about, and that's what's up. Krav Maga. That's what's up. Uh, well, Sam, it's been wonderful to talk to you tonight. Great to yeah, talk to you. Yeah, it was excellent. Graphics Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. We got another call coming in. Why Here not? Here we go. Why not? 
I wish there was some kind of self-defense we could use to swat these collars away so we could be alone with one another, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I've been trying to figure that out since the moment <laughs> I started the show. Hello, oh. caller. Welcome to the show. What's your name? What are you calling about? Hey, look, the backgrounds are working. Incredible. Oh, nice. Look at that hey, bat. Tanner. What's, What's up, dog? What's, What's up, up, Tanner? Nice to see Pierce on the stream. Pretty Hi. cool. Yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? I'm here, aren't I? Do you have any questions for Pierce, Tanner? Um, not really. This sucks. Uh, no, none for Pierce. Okay, and, I'll just wait while you ask uh, yeah, his any question. Any for me? Then. Uh, no, none for Luke either, I guess, now that I think about it. Do you admonish your audience for wasting time, like precious airtime? Brother, I do this four nights a week. I'm, I'm just happy they're calling uh-huh. in. They're wait- I'm, I am a happy. I got so much time to fill, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Uh, we're talking truly, and probably with change, about 10 hours a week I'm doing this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So they, I kind of just let them go, you yeah. know? I'm like, uh-huh. This is uh-huh. your toilet time, basically. This is sort of, I'm like, you know, I'm sort of this, this I'm like the faucet. I'm sort of the the... I'm the like the pinpoint. I'm the like sort of what it goes through. The conduit. That's yeah, the word yeah, I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm the conduit. Wow, you found that just by eating. You know what I mean? You I were know, chewing just, to find that word. And I did find it, and that's what made me smile. Um, so Tanner, uh, what's going on with you today, man? Any stupid, boring bullshit you want to tell us about? Um, no, nothing boring. But I could tell you something cool that happened. I want to hear it. I'd love that. Um, so I was taking taking part in this at this cider place in Asheville, they have this like Monday open mic where you can do whatever you want or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I went and this person that went before me was like very openly like admitting, like during their set, like, yeah, I have a foot fetish and like being like super like self deprecating about it, but then continuing the joke and being like, um, like, yeah, this, this foot fetish, like, so I find feet really hot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the weird thing that happened to me today. Gotta that's be, gotta be the number one most boring boiler plate fetish of all. That is the fetish that unlocks all other fetish. Yeah. It, 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 it's like calling a cigarette Are a drug. You, you have that? I, everyone has a foot fetish. Every, I mean, if you haven't seen okay. some beautiful painted toes coming out right after the pedicurist, I mean, I don't know. You're not living. I'm going to I'm gonna speak but for 30 seconds, and by the end of it, everyone listening is going to have a foot fetish, Please. okay? Um, the, the origin of all desire is the envelope, the thing that you seal up addressed to one specific person that you, that you, uh, that you seal with your own personal saliva and DNA. Uh, a, in, it is a crime for another person other than the person who it is addressed to to even open it, mm-hmm. and so the foot is the most enveloped object of all time. I was just talking about this last night. Babies are crawling all around the floor, and we want to force them to become bipedal as soon as possible, yes. so we cake their feet in envelopes, yes. thereby creating an infinite desire for every person that you interact with in adult life. And if you show someone your precious, if you show someone your precious toes, it means that you trust them, and that is that kind of bond is is more is more meaningful than even showing someone your cock or pussy. What well, about titties or pussy, though? I've garnered those in more envelopes. Yeah, I was going to say that. Isn't the pussy lips kind of an envelope, too? Sure they are. Sure they are. They're just, they're just more vulgar, more obscene. <laughs> right. They're, yeah, read, I have a pussy fetish. Read, read an essay called The Big Toe, On the Big Toe, I believe it's called. And also, please search on YouTube, My Cousin Feet. 
my cousin feet in quotes, and you will find a foot fetishist channel, a guy who does man on the street interviews with women, and he says this. You, you guys will love this. He goes, he sits down with a woman, mm -hmm. and he just goes, all right, thank you for um, talking, talking to me. So I had a question. For, so uh, is by, by the way, are you... Uh, are you like uh, are you like okay that I'm recording this? And they go yes. And he goes, all right. So like, um, would you like um, would you like ever like um, like be friends like um, like with a guy like um, like like with a foot fetish? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, um, like okay. And then like, would you ever like uh, like would you like ever date like a guy like like with a foot fetish? And they would say yes. And then eventually, every video ends with him saying, "All right, let me see your feet real quick." And then he pans the camera from their face, and their feet are already out, completely bare. And so he must have given them money on camera before this right, started. Right, right, right. And he already knew that was going to happen. It is wow. perfect. There, and he has one called My Cousin Feet where he does I got to imagine he's got a lot of followers. Mm -hmm. He's got a lot of views, huh? Yeah. Yep. Also, the, the also, really quick, really quick, Tugboat Commander, oh. thank you so much for the two gift subs. Thank you. Thank you for the gift subs. Let's get this boy fed. And we're passing those savings right back on to Luke, not to Pierce. His okay. payment is exposure. Yes, Tanner. There's a cigarette fetish, but it's not just like cigarettes are sexy. It's like you have to be chain smoking and like it's like a destroying your body fetish. That's interesting. And cigarettes are cool. I, you know, I don't think it's as ex I don't I think you're overcomplicating it. And here's something I here's here's my version of what we no, were just no, talking about. No, I'm talking about. about this guy, this old man that was on YouTube that would put on a gas mask and there would be tubes attached to the gas mask and they would fill them with cigs. Mm -hmm. and burn them all up, and then he eventually died. But people would, like, be in the comments like, hell yeah, this is, like, sexy as hell. Um, I love when... I, I, I think it's par for the course for men to do sort of a... a self-destructive yes. activities and women are there's always going to be someone that's attracted to it woman man i mean there's there's i mean it's the bad boy you know oh yeah i, I mean the god there's something about watching a man uh gets living on the edge mm -hmm. living on a thin line Ooh, da -na -na, da -na -na, jackass, the rest of the which song jackass, huh which which of the jackass may be the most hard which of the jackass Gas boys made me the, the most, most hard? Mine's uh, Chris Pontius. I think he's the absolute babe of jackass. I think Johnny Knoxville is pretty fucking hot. Johnny Knoxville is hot. I mean, yeah. I just think that Chris Pontius is just a little bit more puffy, juicy, bubbly, yeah. plump. I think he's just got to... like mean, a wild boy. He's like Yeah, you boy. watch Wild Boys, and obviously he's the more fuckable guy between him and Steve-O. That is true. But I... But, but Steve is a type of person you know. He also like there's he's very attractive to uh, people to a type yeah. to a type. I don't think Steve O's my type. I like girls who look like Steve O. Same, huh? Steve O doesn't have a dick anymore. Did you see? Johnny Knoxville doesn't have a dick anymore. But Johnny, but wait, no, Steve Johnny Knoxville's dick is fucked up. But Steve O doesn't have a dick. What do you mean? It was a crocodile stunt. It was a crocodile stunt. I like, kind of like the iambicness. Hey, uh, it was a crocodile stunt. It was a crocodile stunt. Folks, really? Wait, am I speaking in a way that's offending you, dude? I'm just in a bad mood. I, I like you. I, oh. I think, I, you know, I kind of like you. this, though, because I think it's, I like when a guest comes in with, like, I, li I really, and, I'm, and it sounds like I'm doing it, but I like when we bring abrasive energy onto the stream. I'm just trying to get it over up. with. Let's fucking, let's go, let's, let's go. Keep doing the show. Let's we go, 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 go. Tanner, do you have any charming anecdotes to tell us? 
Um, I almost went to the store to get cotton candy today from a bucket, but I couldn't find it. Here's what I All feel right. about cotton candy. It's it's probably the most stupid thing that you could possibly put in your mouth, let alone <laughs> your body. I think that cotton candy flavor is not a real flavor. You can't actually eat a cotton candy flavored lollipop. Yes, that's I agree blue, with that. and maybe it's got citric acid flavoring. It might as well that. be called candy flavor. Wait, 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 wait. But what about the, the what about the artisanship of when they do the big fucking cotton candy with this in the shape of like a big teddy bear? Yeah, you're talking about a balloon. Animal. Well, yeah, no, but it's a balloon animal. You That's can a eat. false memory. They don't, they don't <laughs> no, man. They don't wisp cotton no, candy yes, into beloved do. shapes. I literally saw, bro, you're. You're so out of your depth. I'm gaslighting you. Have, you, you? Are, you're not. You're, you're, you're failing to gaslight. You're, you're failing to gaslight. <laughs> yeah. Exactly right. You're trying to tell me. You're trying to change my reality. And I and I know. And I'm so feet on the ground. I know that there's cotton candy in the shape of big panda bears. Maybe fucking Naruto or Goku. Yes, dude. They also I don't make need the to- kind where it's almost like dough, and they stretch it out, and they fold it back on itself, and they stretch it out, stretch it out until it's a big like hair. Exactly, exactly. But you different, different colors, and you make, I mean, it's mostly round shapes, so I'll give you that, but you're making a little panda. I'm, I'm sure. How? That, what do you mean? How? I, I'm not, you know what? I, and here's the thing I could show you, but I think it's important for you right now in this moment to take my fucking word for okay, it. Okay, I believe you. Take my I word for it. I will say that there's probably not a real cultural or industrial sect of people who make shapes out of cotton candy. I'd say maybe That's four or five true. schizophrenic carnies <laughs> oh have tried God. it. And they've gotten, You're, think about how dude. sticky your hands would get trying to mold buddy, that together. Lane, this is how I know that you would not. What is Tanner you, saying? Hold on. He's saying on. stay in your lane. I need to stay in my you lane. You stay in your lane. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. There's a TikTok right there. We're not going to open it, but who's ever in the chat is welcome to watch it. Because I already know. Uh, do you? I mean, what fucking? You lived in L.A. for what five years? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that you are privy to the, the never-ending cavalcade of foreign dessert chains coming in <laughs> to this great city. I went to Coney their, Island, huh? I went to Coney Island. Is that a pl- what? What does that have to do with anything? Coney Island, you might get a cotton candy there or a balloon. No, animal. but that's but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying you know you get there's a fucking they're bringing the thing from Japan and it's the fucking fish pastry with the ice cream in it. They're bringing the fucking ship. It's the corn dog, but it's cheese. I mean, can you imagine this? Can you imagine <laughs> what I'm talking about yeah, right now? It, so Coney Island I, has nothing to do with this. I thought you were saying because there are a bunch of fucking Russian people there. No, they don't make shit. No, huh? No, no. There's naked comedy in the chat. Just sent a great TikTok showing a, a little kid making an animal cotton candy, and it has guess how many likes? Just how guess many? how many? I bet over a million. Three point seven million likes and that's likes brother and tiktok's a views platform so we're gonna put an exp an exponent on those likes to see the views here's what that virality represents to me yeah. is rarity is the lack of ubiquity that's what that suggests Tell to that me to every single instagram reel of a burger and they do the thing where they pour all the <laughs> cheese on top of it because mm-hmm. i've seen that video hundreds of times and it's mm-hmm. the same fucking thing every time different burger though. it makes for a good video but it does not make for a vivid burger uh cultural uh <laughs> preference well, we're not, wait, wait 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 now you're, you're sort of changing your tone and i understand you're digging your heels in but you said <laughs> a few skits your claim was only a few schizophrenics anyway 7.5 million views on youtube like i you're said f- you're fucking dumb you know what else has 7.5 million views on youtube evolution Is, of dance no 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 it's victoria's secret karen i wouldn't say that all women act that way it actually speaks to its lack of ubiquity. Yeah, but I'm not speaking. Well, Wait, I think- so by your by your point that you're making right now, you're saying that we're arguing that every food in that culture is cotton candy that's in the shape of an animal. 
Huh? No, I'm saying that cotton candy in the shape of an animal is rare enough as, so as to go viral every time someone sees it. You are frozen yogurt, man. I think you're showing because your privilege is showing. Your privilege is showing. My privilege is showing. Your privilege is showing. Yeah, man. Your privilege is showing. You're so Americanized. You haven't even thought about what other cultures could be like. And if you really were a global citizen, which I know for sure you are not now, uh, that you wouldn't be interested in the imports we get as American citizens into this great culture. And we get the fish with the ice cream in it, mm-hmm. or the or the corn flavored ice cream, mm-hmm. or the che- the Korean food. I mean, but you're not interested in that, and that's fine. You don't have to be. You can keep eating new American cuisine. That's fine, dude. But we no, but in this Amuray. chat like cotton candy being shaped weird. What Tanner? You know about Amu rice? I bet you don't. You know about Amu rice? Because this is the most popular dish in Japan. I'm getting lit up. You are getting lit up because you're gonna come out talking. Listen, I said I'm off to be for to be abrasive, but I'm not just gonna sit here and take it. Yeah. If you're gonna come at me and you're gonna come at Tanner and you're gonna come in this chat, we're gonna fight back. You All know? Right. Can I respectfully say, let everyone leave me alone and I'll be nice? Okay. All right. I was wrong. I, I, I look. Everyone, everyone, read uh, Sam Harris and Noam Chomsky: The Limits of Discourse. Right. This is the moment where I say. You seem to be in the process of uh, wiping the floor with me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. I've had the floor wiped up All with right. my with my with my tiny and I, I will say ninety pound body. I feel like it's a little bit weird to cyber bully someone who is as tiny pound. as I am. Ninety pounds. No, I'm not ninety pounds. Yeah, I mean, but that, I was, that was be, there for a while. You'd be sick if you were ninety of pounds. It really like. Of course. What I'm looking with is camera, a, Can you get real close to the camera? Looking to make a, a little thing with your two fingers and say I'm this big. Like this. Like, yeah, like, say, like, like a little distance with your finger and say, I'm this big. How big? You you stop me when you think it's time for me to deliver that line, I'm okay? Big. I'm going to start here. Yeah, you I, stop me. Go. I'm this big. All right, <laughs> now no one can tell me shit and I'm no allowed to be mean again. Big. You mean mean. Um, that big. Um, Pierce, you're that small. Your Napoleon complex is showing. That's good. I walk across the stage. Your Napoleon complex is showing. What, Tanner? Your privileged Napoleon complex is showing. Yep. And I'm excited for Napoleon. How about you, Pierce? I saw something about the color grading that I, I kind of agreed with. I think the movie looks a little bit too murky. Uh, I'm oh, not, I I'm, can't tell that from the. They're, oh, get out of here. I don't, I, I'm, I don't like. I don't, you look at these trailers. Made in other countries. Can we. I, People talk about, you know what I hate when people on Twitter are like, oh, can you believe the editing in these movies and they show a trailer? It's like, they cut the trailers like TikToks. Yeah. Uh, dumbass. Like, yeah. obviously, it has nothing to do with how the movie's cut. Yeah. You fucking moron. I would love to watch a movie that is one long take. Yes. What about Godzilla Minus One next week? I have tickets for Godzilla Minus One in the biggest IMAX theater in the contiguous 48. I will be seeing it on the one night that it is in IMAX before it is taken over well, by this, Beyonce. This is wonderful. And this is getting us to tonight's theme thank you so much pierce tonight we're talking about and tanner we're gonna let you go uh tonight we are talking about defining godzilla and i know that you're a godzilla head that's right 
You love the guy. I love Godzilla. That crazy critter. That crazy big critter. I, I, as you, big as anything. He's a big ass motherfucker. I mean, I Godzilla minus one looks cool. I saw the trailer for it. What an interesting kind of take on it. Here's a here's an inside baseball. I mean, I, this is not a spoiler, ideally, but what I heard of a description, trying to avoid descriptions for my community, uh, people who saw the advanced screening here in L.A., yeah. they said that it is just like the first Godzilla movie, but with GMK Godzilla. GMK Godzilla is a... a a character, a version of the character that was in one movie called GMK for short, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, all, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack. Okay. Um, in this movie, Godzilla has big white eyes with no pupils, and he plays the uh, basically embodied constellation of every soul that perished in World War II on the on the Axis side, on, wow. the, on the Japanese side. Right, right, right. Um, so he's full... Uh, probably, yeah, it's probably not Nazis. I mean, they, those souls probably weren't good enough. No, far. but I think it also is supposed to represent the shame of the fascist impulse. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is, I mean, the scariest Godzilla is up for debate. I think a lot of people would say the first one is the scariest. Yeah. People would say that the 1985 Godzilla is the scariest. A lot of people would say Shin Godzilla is the scariest. Sure. And GMK, I would say those are the top four, and it's probably not up for debate. Those are the four scariest Godzillas. I, I heard that this new Godzilla, his character is Machiavellian, or that he is maybe even vengeful. Um, Interesting. Tor- ma- he's trying to torment, actively torment the people of Japan instead As of simply... punishment. Right. Instead yeah. of just kind of wandering and And looming. being a sort of embodiment in a passive way of mm-hmm. this destruction and the wantonness of it. And yes. this way he is actually... There is something targeted happening. What about Matthew Broderick Godzilla? Nothing scary about that Godzilla, as nope, far as not, I'm concerned. Not really, not you can, really. You can just sort of uh, carpet bomb that Godzilla into yeah. into obscurity. That was a great. That was a great Godzilla because it showed. Uh, I think it was probably pre 9 11, right? Because mm-hmm. it was Godzilla 2000, but post, you know, Gulf War. So mm-hmm. really, just like priming us to show just the the beauty and power of the F-16, the F-14, and just how a Godzilla cannot be stopped. No one can be stopped. No one can stop American military might. That's right. Not even Godzilla, That's bitch. Right. Yeah. Godzilla, the whole thing of the guy is he can't, is you can't defeat him unless it's fucking America. Unless it's eight jets. And then it's eight jets, and they're really, they're like Top Gun-style jets. Are you missing out on the Godzilla universe? I mean, I haven't seen a ton, but I love Shin Godzilla. That's Shin one Godzilla's, of my favorite movies of all time. Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla, yeah. It's, I think it's a good way in, too. Start with Shin Godzilla, and then honestly, just watch the three Shin movies. Watch Shin Godzilla, Shin Ultraman, and Shin Kamen Rider. Yeah. And if you have any affinity for uh, two out of three of those movies, then go back in time. Start with the classic Godzilla color movies. Start with King Kong versus Godzilla or Mothra versus Godzilla. The and first Godzilla, I also think, is, one, is a top movies ever made. And I think people really it, it, it kind of gets I think it I think Godzilla is a franchise and Pierce please jump in at any time mm-hmm. I think it is a, it, it is there's so many of them that growing up in culture Godzilla is such an icon that it becomes this thing that is more silly and childlike and camp than it is but there's these moments like the first one Shin Godzilla seemingly this new one as well where it's like no these are completely serious movies mm-hmm. that that on their own are incredible feats of filmmaking even to this day more homework recommended to your audience you can check out a podcast called monster crazy i was on an episode that is three and a half hours long where we basically try to say as many things about godzilla as possible that's what's up what my friend cameron said about godzilla is that godzilla is the ur text of reality he's where um the uh close to a billion years of earthlings uh including the the long monarchy of the dinosaurs meets extraterrestrial life they're 
nuclear annihilation at the result of an extraterrestrial hand. Yeah. It is kind of crazy that dinosaurs in outer space met in a holocaust. Yes. Yes. Um, and then human beings literally could not, you could not have uh, the Buddha or Christ or any figure that we associate with the human story without the dinosaurs dying exactly when they did, exactly how they did. Yes. Everything has to, everything only happens once and it yes. had to happen that exact way. And Godzilla just represents basically the eternity, inevitability of man's progress towards science, but also his um, long umbilical cable that goes all the way back to the Cambrian explosion. And he's there right in the middle of all of that, and that's what he represents. And that's Godzilla. Yeah. And quite so, good. And, 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 he, and he shoots a uh, laser beam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, sometimes, and sometimes if they do it right, he's also kind of a good guy. Kind of a cool guy. Like kind of a cool guy. It's an ashtray. I'm an ashtray by the deep freeze mice. No, I'm not aware of that song. I'm an ashtray. Uh, there's a lot to be said about how a lot of post-World War II Japanese artists supplemented atomic bomb trauma. Yeah, I would say 100%. I mean, you could... I, I have a uh, uh, sort of a belief that almost a majority, at least, of, like, mass Japanese culture in terms of, like, for, like, young boys mm -hmm. or for the equivalent of Marvel movies, whatever it is, is just a complete reaction to the bomb. Then the children of the people who were in the bomb, then their children reacting to that in whatever sort of depression they're going through, and it goes on and on and on. Yes. Dragon Ball Z, mutants, Gundams, it's all just, it's all bomb stuff. It's 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 so interesting that the bomb itself, uh, in even in mythology uh, around the bomb, is the bomb is like this uh, uh, this sort of unsacred ether that transmutes an object's essence. Yes. So what the bomb did, and like to your point, like uh, Dragon Ball Z is just Journey to the West. It's just yes. Sun Wukong plus the augmentation as granted by the bomb. It, it's literally exactly right. It's like we're taking this. We're bombing it. Yes. Like it is, it's like it's like the most unspeakable destruction in human history happened, and so every art has to be part of it because it, it is a such a large part of the um, animus. It's mm -hmm. like it's it's hard to even con there's nothing really equivalent. I mean, that's why it's so crazy. There's and, no internet without the atom bomb. There's right, no right. Yeah, it's all yeah. it's all related to it. And so you, you say, like, oh, it's like 9-11, but it's like, of course it isn't, because the the destruction scale is so much, and then the, and because of that, the lasting impact. It's like even though 9-11 is completely we can see it right now the lasting impact of it yeah evangelion clears any godzilla i mean evangelion that's the most fucking bomb shit i can imagine that's literally about the bomb went off and now here's we're dealing with it yes i it's, would say yeah. i would say evangelion does clear any godzilla flick despite being such a huge fan of godzilla i would say yeah. evangelion is way more handily made yes way more relevant to pretty much all facets of, of yes. human life i think it's uh it's definitely up there for my certainly one of if not my favorite uh, Project all time. Yeah. I, lo I love it. I watch it. I've watched it a bunch of times. I find it as I get older. I appreciate it more and more. It's perfect. It's kind of become. This is going to sound absolutely batshit, but it's kind of become an additional nuke in Japanese culture. Like Evangelion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, maybe you wouldn't say it like that, but yes. Right. I, yeah. 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 I agree with that. Its cultural cachet is yes. basically at this point. The it's it's like yeah. yeah. It's it's a it's an anti 9/11 in terms of its cultural output. Yes. Uh, in terms of just like what it's done, what I think of the rebuilds, I like them, but I like them in the way they're just something else. I, 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 it's like there's the core, it's almost like Godzilla, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like 
it's something else. I think it was fun to watch them. I'll probably never watch them again for the rest of my life, and I know I will watch the original series again. Did you watch the rebuilds? Yes. Yeah. I love the rebuilds. I think that... Um, I enjoyed them. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And I thought it was fun, and I thought it was like a cool continuation. It was like interesting. But part of what, to me... Sorry, I cut you off. But part no. of me, I think what makes Evangelion so perfect is that ending where he runs out of money and then he has to do that. Like all of that is part of the story of this yeah. and it's about him becoming so depressed and all of that stuff. Like there's the myth of Evangelion is as powerful as the thing itself because it was such a weird confluence where and then in the movie he's showing all the death threats he yeah. got and like that doesn't ha it just it's like the rebuilds are amazing but that's it's just a different kind of art. I'd say the fourth rebuild film makes up for every yes. every question mark that one could have about yes, uh, yeah. it. It's, it's it's unfortunate ability to uh, transmute uh, the originals. Uh, yes, cultural impact. I a hundred percent agree. I, the I, the I, fourth one is amazing. Yeah, it end made of, it all worth it. Yeah, end of Evangelion. It's it's the best thing that has happened since end of game. Yes. End of Evangelion. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I would say end of Evangelion is top five perfect movies. Uh, yes, just so so handily made. So many risks with complete absolute confidence and and payoff. just and so crazy, man. I showed so I. I showed my dad Evangelion mm -hmm. and he, he liked it I think he watched it but then he didn't know end of Evangelion existed and right. then we watched that together and it was this thing where he was like oh that's why this is good yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like yeah it's kind of all for that it's like you're watching it's like you're watching this you know high school anime blah 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 it's max and then you watch this thing that is like this beautiful insane thing and it ties it all together you know like yeah. it is end of evangelion is evangelion you know it's the kind of thing that could also turn you completely psychotic yes how powerful it is it's yeah like, yeah it's I mean, like, it is like the holy mountain i mean it is it is and the fact that the um uh what's his face is ano is just constantly like yeah i don't know i just looked up a bunch of random christian symbols it's like actually that gives it more power yes. <laughs> than it it's complete r random garbage, you Stank know. Tron, I would say don't, don't, uh, don't not watch it. You, you just got to check it out. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I like them. I. They're all th on Amazon. Just sit down and watch them. They're yeah, great. that's how I felt. I enjoyed them. The first one and a half, or just the first like six episodes of the anime or whatever. They're fun. Yeah. Fun. And Shade Godzilla. Made by the same creator and a fun and something I love about Shin Godzilla is they use the same war room theme from Evangelion yes. in that movie. And when that happened, I went, "Well, that's incredible! What an interesting thing for a movie director to use music from another property in a new one because it yes. still fits." I really was like, "That's such I'm just I'd never seen that before," and it really tickled me. You know it, where else it occurred is in the house that Jack built. Have you seen this film mm -mm. by Lars von Trier? He um, uh, near the end of the movie. Uh, Jack, the main character, is being escorted through Dante's Inferno by Virgil, the poet, who mm -hmm. is the actual shepherd uh, of Dante in Dante's Inferno. Mm -hmm. So he's mimicking his journey. And the and Virgil talks to him about all of the violence that he's committed in his life. Mm -hmm. And then he also compares it to the influx of violence and gore in media, mm -hmm. and then you start to see clips from movies of people being maimed, brutalized, mm -hmm. and eventually you realize that all of the films that are being shown are Lars von Trier films. Mm. And then it's a big collage of Jar Lars von Trier's entire filmography cool. while uh, the epic poet Virgil is talking about how violence influences people. And there's another great example of that in the end of Damien Chazelle's Babylon, where he shows a bunch of random clips from Avatar to sort of make you think about how movies sure are movies. Did you 
you uh, appreciate any part of Babylon, or do you think it's completely irredeemable? I think I liked the. I legitimately liked pretty much the entire first sequence until they leave that party. I was like, I, I think Damien Chazelle, for all his foibles, completely knows is a loser that knows how to shoot people looking cool. Yeah, I thought it was fun. And then from that point on, I was like, how is this movie still going? And it was so stupid and boring. But I, I enjoyed that because it was sort of like him doing his thing, like fatty Arbuckles, like killing a prostitute or whatever. And you're like, yeah, this is like a this is the fun of I, I understand people who love that shit, even yeah. though I don't care about it, yeah. like old Hollywood stuff. Totally. And I felt that from that movie. I feel pretty much the same way. Although, yeah, I mean, I, I probably won't watch it again, but I do think I enjoyed it. I mean, that ending montage is just something that they did, and yeah. they, no one can tell them that they did it wrong. Listen, yeah. Fatty Arbuckle, innocent. He also was innocent. Do you mm -hmm. know that? Yeah, yeah. I guess I don't. I don't. Fatty know that. Arbuckle was he basically basically because he was so fat, he got. Uh, tried for killing this woman essentially by like suffocating her. Oh my God. But it ended up just not being true, but everybody kind of wanted it to be true. And right. it was like this original sort of cancel culture thing where then he lost his career over it, even though it was complete uh, farce and it was not, not happen. Much like what happened to some of your favorites, I imagine. Oh yeah. yeah Every yeah. last one of them. Every last one of them. Yeah. It was all made, they all made up. Matt Reif. Matt Reif. Matt Reif. Oh my oh, we god. We gotta get Matt Rife on SNL, man. I tried watching a little bit of the special, dude. Did you even try? I uh someone told me the first joke is like him making fun of a woman for not cooking well enough, and that's why she has a black eye. And then when like half the audience doesn't laugh, he goes, I just check it if y'all are fun. And I was like I, I was really like, right, yeah, that's kind of what I thought it would be, you know? Uh, it is not true that half the audience didn't like it. That, that he has the audience on his side the entire really? special, from what okay. I can tell. Yeah. Remember fruit stripe gum. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Matt Reif pulled out member berries. He did do that. I saw it was you know what's bad when I was watching I I was on Netflix and I was you know played the trailer for it and I was like not a joke in sight really. Yeah. What is his thing he does crowd work? That's how he goes viral. Yes. He also looks He's like you stupid bitch. What are you doing at my fucking show you dumb motherfucker? Yes. Tanner, is the is Matt Reif the one that uh, made the woman cry at the comedy club you worked at or is it the other guy? Tanner has a story of he was working in a comedy club last summer, and one of those guys, like, this woman just, like, said something to her husband, and he was like, oh, it was Troy Bond. Do you know him? He's no. another one of those guys. And, like, this woman just, like, says something to her husband, not heckling, not doing anything, and he just starts going in on her and being like, you fat fucking bitch, like, you can barely fit in your dress, blah, 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 blah. She walks out, and Tanner saw her crying outside. <laughs> like, these people, they're monsters, man. Jesus. Anything for the clips. Anything for the clips. I saw a comedian club two months ago do 45 minutes of just crowd work. The problem with it is that there's so few people that are good at crowd work, and if they're good at it, they're really good. Stavros Halkius, extremely good at crowd work. Yeah. That's why that's actually funny and also a funny comedian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I probably will never ever try crowd work. I think no. that that's just that's the kind of thing that if you don't do well at crowd work, you say, "Well, I'll try it again twice as hard next time." And I just yeah, 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 yeah. Couldn't bother. I like I like rizzing up my friends. I do yes. not need to be holding a microphone to riz up someone. I don't need to riz up the audience. Yeah, I gotta tell. I gotta say. I gotta speak my truth up here. Yeah, and truly. there's no truth being spoken. That's the that's my biggest problem with crowd work is there's no truth being spoken. It's always who's having sex with who. This dumb fat cunt or that dumb bastard. I mean, let's take. Let's. What about telling jokes? Yes, I Say know that's right. Like, uh, sir, sir, knock knock. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the kind and of crowd work I like. On it. Yes, and get him on it. I yeah. know that's right. I know that's right. That's a good. I'm gonna try to 
get some crowd work clips, but I'm just going to do my material at one person right. in the audience. Sir, what do you, sir, what are your thoughts? Sir, on what do, what are your thoughts about what, how, what happened to me earlier <laughs> today? Let me, I'm going to oh, yeah. tell you. Uh, okay. Give me a second. <laughs> this is going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get, and you could get B roll of them just being like, I don't know. Crowd work is just cheap. Comp- like streamers won't pay for jokes. Tell everyone in the crowd individually one joke. So they all feel taken care That's of. That would, That's that would be sick. That would be sick. Everybody do. gets one joke. Honestly, that's not a bad idea for a show. It's a great show. You call it everybody gets one joke, yes. and then you go one by one, and everyone who shows up gets their own joke. Right. And you make them the center of it. Yes. You can have that idea. I, I already came up with it, so no one's going <laughs> to what are you talking about? I can have it. <laughs> no, I'm saying... the tape. And I and I, well, it's not that, I'm not saying... I'm not saying... All, but I'm saying, like, you know, I, I kind of thought we came up with it together a little bit. Sure. I, I mean, mean I couldn't have the, done it without it's you. It's like in guess. my... I mean, you didn't cut... You're not like... I mean, you're not fucking out there. You're in here. Right. So something in this space got you that idea. Yes, or, yes. The, or them, or my, you know, my crowd. Hey, okay. So, and I, and so I think it's fair for me to say, you can have that one. Okay, I want it. All right, take it. No take backs. Whatever happened to that approach... I know that's right. No one should own ideas. My girlfriend believes the same thing. She says intellectual property is basically the most insane fascist belief that we all have, uh, that we all believe is is. I think tenable. that is true. And I think also, it's like the AI thing. Like, I'm not worried about, I also believe if, and this is, sorry to get savvy for a second. I believe if your art is true and your vision is clear, you don't never need to be worrying about AI or intellectual property because it will sing, sing, sing. I agree. God damn it. IP is just capitalism. No capitalism, no IP. I, I have but to agree. But I think Walt should own Disney because I don't think anybody's... Nobody's doing it like him when it comes to the mouse. Right. Yeah. Mickey. 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 Mickey has I'm, no character. Sorry, I'm going to get aggressive again. There is no such character as Mickey Mouse. Oh, gosh. What that, do you call that? That is Goofy. You just oh, did Goofy. Well, he, well, his voice is like, hey there, Goofy. That's Mickey. Hey there, Goofy. I'm gonna fuck Hi you. there, Goofy. Hi there, Goofy. That's, that's He's nice. Sure, He's yeah. the everyman. He's our way in. Jim doesn't have a character, and yet we all love Jim. Jim wants to ruin Fuck a marriage. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also That's torments true. an autistic guy. He does guy want. Daily. Yeah. He does. Well, what about the, uh, what about Mickey's got that weird little friend who's like the little rat man that he's, uh, this is kind of an early character. You want to drive that steamboat? I love according to Jim. Say, man. Marvel movies are never going to be, you're on the wrong show. <laughs> but we gotta fight AI for the poor makeup artist. Eh, whatever. Oh, egg fork. Egg fork. Egg fork. I recognize that at. The at. According to Jim at 3 a.m. Um, when did we start? We started at. Uh, we started at 5:30. How long do you normally go for? About two hours. Is that true? Yeah. All Is right. that chill? If you need to get out here a little earlier, that's uh, fine. I'm, I'm just gonna, gonna, gonna ask my girlfriend if she's cool with that. We could end at seven. All right. Word up. Okay. Honestly, it helps me out because I'm going to a movie. And a, no. What are you seeing? I'm seeing Thanksgiving. Uh, I'm 35 movie. mil? I am at the, ver- at the um, uh, Vista, which I've yeah. never been to. Um, I've I been lived there. A, I lived a block away from there for two years, and it wasn't open. This is a theater in L.A., folks, that uh, Quentin Tarantino just... Hi. Hi, Sean Bay. Uh, hi, Sean Bay. Uh, that just got reopened by Quentin Tarantino. Yes. I, um, I saw maybe seven Godzilla movies on film when they were doing that. They That's did a cool. bunch of them in a row. I would love to do that. Like, Godzilla movies, I think, especially are ones where Dude. it's like it's fun to see them in a theater. I'm really. That's they got the they got the pristine universal vault print of King Kong versus Godzilla. Damn, that, so it's it's been it was, played like one time. Yes, 
It was that's honestly awesome. extremely cool. It was so so awesome. And there was, I mean, I hope that no one ever finds out about this. Uh, what I'm about to say, but. There was this kid, this, uh, you know, I mean, look, the Godzilla fans are a certain type of person for the most part. Right. They're, they're usually going to be kids, for better or worse, who are bullied for reasons that have nothing to do with Godzilla. There's just a sort of a Venn diagram here. Anyway, he got up, he worked at the Vista, and the guy who runs it let him introduce the film because he was such a ridiculous Godzilla fan. Obviously, he doesn't have me beat, but he got up there, and he made a very shy, stuttery speech while he held up a DVD of one of his favorite giant monster movies, and he said, anyway, you know he just begged the guy to let him speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then... And then knew he, he immediately, when he started speaking, he was like, I should not have done this. So later, I mean, I, I was on Mushrooms for this movie. I really, really wanted to go ape watching King yeah, Kong. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I took uh, three and a half ape. grams, and I uh, went to the bathroom halfway through the movie, and that kid had King Konged the bathroom, bro. <laughs> he was so nervous to speak in front of everyone that he had completely <laughs> ripped the biggest, most foul... <laughs> toilet dinner of all time. How'd you know it was him? I saw his shoes, man. I saw it. Uh, yeah, it was rough. He was tough. nervous for his big speech. I would have been too. Damn. But my God. I ruined. I mean, you've never been... Uh, yeah, poopy bathroom on shrooms is a nightmare. I was trying to enjoy myself. Yeah. I was actually not... I was not... It's not like I was walking into the Echo Park public, you know? I was... Yeah, I was you were like, like, I'm at the Vista. This shit should be fucking spick and span. And then you yeah. talk to a manager about it. <laughs> That's the real skibbity toilet. Yes, sir. And by the way, I finally finished skibbity toilet. You wash it? Not for you. Not for me. I, I like the first one. I like. I'm a purist. I, I don't like the rebuilds. I like the rebuilds because I I think I love I like being part of the conversation mm -hmm. uh, for people under the age of ten. I want to mm -hmm. be part of that conversation. Yeah. You know. Yeah. There's nothing to get though, right? I mean, it's not like it, you get the message after the first two videos. Well, right? there's a whole there's like a there's a lore. Right. Is why kids camera like, people. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like it's it's you know it's simple. You know, it's like it's monsters fight. Kids, kids. There are. I mean, you would actually like it. There's kaiju Check in it, it man. But there's Skibbities and their toilets. Yeah. They're skibbities, their toilets. You thought the poop was caught in can candy chocolate and ate it. That's what Tanner's asking. You I think Tanner is sort of like a rude, obnoxious force in your community. And and I, look, I, that's just my. That's just but he also edits opinion. the clips, so. <laughs> there you go. Forget I said anything. There you go. <laughs> so if you want that clip edited, you better, you better hold on to your fucking hat. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. What's your name? What are you calling about? Hey, uh, this is Garrett, and I'm uh, calling for Pierce. What's up, Garrett? What's up, um, Garrett? Yeah, I'm uh, here to tell Pierce that uh, I'm just a big fan. I really liked Outer Space and Station. Thanks. Uh, I, was, I worked at a summer camp this summer, and I typed it out, uh, the whole thing, like through the subtitles. And I read it. Uh, I, I cut out some, you know, parts that might not be appropriate for kids. <laughs> um, but uh, it was first time I read it, it was like in front of the whole camp and it was not a hit. They did not like it. Mm. They, you, uh, you showed Outer Space and Station to a group of young campers? No, 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 no. no. I, I read it out loud. I didn't show the video. Oh, you performed the transcript. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I haven't seen the video now. As the artist of the original thing, do you think that would work? That kind of transference. It would. It was meant to be read. I don't think okay. I'm the only person who could have read it. Um, I will say that. Uh, I will say that my my timbre 
is is unique enough so as to sound j- perfectly sarcastic, and it's very difficult to read some of the stuff that I've written without sounding melodramatic. Sure, sure. Um, or sounding too jokey. Sure. Uh, look, I'm I'm I, I I'm very very flattered that you even attempted it. But here's what I will say: the the kids. It's their fault. They can't read. They don't appreciate Stupid. the children, the, the English language. Yep. And they love Skibbity Toilet. They're too, and any written word, they can't, they can only handle it if it's the same fucking song over and over again. For your years only, that's my friend. Right. I, I did not make that. I did not, I don't make content for kiddos. I mean, no. there are some people out there, the Matt Rifes of the world, yep. um, who are making yeah. content for little babies. We are above them. And there's nothing men. we can do to help them. If their parents aren't raising children who can handle Pierce's content, then there's nothing. You're not their parent. You there's know? no hope. There's no hope. Well, when, when I read it, I read it to the whole camp, um, and then I figured, uh, like later, because uh, it was all summer and it was you know different kids, different weeks. I'd read it just to my cabin, just to my group. Right. And when it was the individual cabin, it was a hit. They loved it. Mm. That rocks. You know, I should start. What I was thinking. This is this is maybe too too inside baseball here. But how do I make money off of my work? Who knows? You're finding a way right now. <laughs> you gotta st- you gotta uh, you gotta find this guy's Instagram, Garrett, mm-hmm. and you gotta start pressing him for cash because he used your IP. See, That's you said right. you were against IP. I said my this girlfriend is the, was. I said this my is the thing. Was. This is the thing. If you uh, if this is IP, <laughs> you say Garrett. You want to read that shit again? You pay Pierce on the back end for that shit. Digital tip jar for all kinds of counseling. Coffee and a bagel coffee bagel coffee I mean, bagel me i'm willing I, I i got crazy paid for that job so so pup has some I mean, of those three. earnings on to pierce scarrett come on Please. yeah <laughs> but i think i think what i'm considering is like maybe coming out with like a spoken word piece with a transcript 10 minutes a week not the not the daily new york times right, right, right. 40 minute podcast every right. day but like maybe sub stack a 10 minute like monday paper yeah, and the Pierce the Pierce paper, and it's an audio book plus right. a transcript. If you want to listen to it, it's a ten minute podcast, and it's and I try to make it as dense as possible so that it's not just me kind of ad libbing something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. something. You a write bit. it out. I mean, yeah. you work on it. But I really, really stress each syllable. I make sure that it's a delight to read and hear. Maybe even it's in verse. Who knows? But something like I I bet that that's a starting point. Some kind of a pellet in the in the kibble of a of a Patreon system, right? I mean and, obviously you would need other stuff, but And Garrett, would you pay for that? I, I think I would, honestly. How much? I think I would. What seems uh, fair? Probably five to ten bucks a month. I would say five is fair. And I would have to obviously supplement that. That can't be the only content I'm coming out with. But here, here's another thing for you, Garrett, and I'm curious what you think of this. I I'm right. trying to release two hours of content a year, two hours of video content a year. Huh, that's interesting. Okay, not feature films, but something much less effort, something much lower effort. Um, sure. Presentations or, like, like I have, I have a, a multimedia anthology that yeah. almost totals an hour in duration. Yes, and I yeah, have, yeah. I just recorded a, a stand-up special that's an hour, but it's all, it's like a visual PowerPoint presentation. I just just do two of those a year yeah. and just release them, and I don't know if I should do the Connor O'Malley thing and charge per view, or if it should be 
a subscription. But anyway, I'm, these are the thoughts that I'm having, trying to change my whole and life. And Garrett, as sort of uh, one of Pierce's fan base, I mean, what I think this is a great opportunity. What do you want to see from Pierce? What kind of content are you interested in paying Pierce for? And maybe more importantly, what kind of content are you not interested in paying Pierce for? Thank you for... for uh, honestly, this. I'm just like a really big Pierce head. Like... Whenever, you know, I'm also a big podcast about this guy. And Let's we don't go. Really get into that. But whenever he's on, I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a banger episode. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the newest one was fun. Uh, the newest one was <laughs> horrible. The newest one might be one of the worst the things. Soup, yeah, yeah. Um, it was funny to watch. But, uh, What'd you do? We drank alcoholic beef. We ate alcoholic beef stew, and <laughs> uh, we talked about a diaper forum fetish website for uh, an hour while we got hammered. And I just read the most disgusting stories about yeah. a guy pooping in his diaper. Uh, it was yeah. a. R- r- it was a content. It was a contentless episode. That's good. I think that's the classic thing where you think a thing where you, everyone gets drunk will be fun, and then it never is. Well, that's the only way we can get through it. I mean, we're reading some of the nastiest yes. shit yeah, ever, yeah, 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 and yeah. we're just gonna want to go home. And you have to read it. You don't have a choice. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. the video that we were referencing is called Outer Space Station. It's a follow up to a video I made called Dinosaur in Our Corner. Somebody posted in the chat. Somebody find it and post it in the chat. I, so, uh, I was I was thinking of also writing up uh, Dinosaur in a Corner, but I. Like wash again, it's and it was like just too visual based that I couldn't, you know, pull off. Yeah, the writing is not that dense. Not that dense in that one. That uh, yeah, there was a moment where I was thinking that Outer Space Station wasn't going to have as many visuals, but then it just made sense to to put something in common. Dinosaur Office from College Humor. Roar! I like you again, Tanner. Yeah, I'm glad you put respect on his name. You know, I just want to say, right now my lips are so chapped, so crackly. Santa Ana's. Can I? T- can you talk about Clay World? Uh, I watched a lot. Do you know about Clay World? Garrett, so- you know about Clay World? I'm afraid I do not. Clay World was a thing. I don't really know what it was. It was a little blue clay guys, and I bought a DVD of it in fifth grade. I don't really know anything. You got a DVD from Robert Benfer? The, like, Knox? Clay Fighter? Knox, Robert Benfer. Yes. Okay, I look. Shout out to Robert Benfer, an ball. actual friend of mine. Believe it or not, really, you know, one, the of, one of the guy? first friends that I made in LA. No bullshit. Wow, was Robert Benfer. Knox's corner. Knox's that corner. guy. I bought. That's one of the first things I managed to buy. Like I figured out how to buy it. I have the Clay World DVD somewhere. I'm I'm in a Robert Benfer. I'm in two Robert Benfer videos that you can watch right now for Damn. free. They're called Milk Boy and Cabinet Boy. Um, What's what's insane about Robert Benfer is that there is a documentary about how almost none of those DVDs made it to the people who bought them. Really? I've never spoken mm. to him about it. He's never watched the documentary. He really? To Some his... like YouTuber made like a hit piece? Yes. I, well, listen, well, you're talking to someone who made it. I got it. You got it. So I'm just going to believe that everyone got theirs now. Yeah, I think that's bullshit. And Garrett, would you buy, if Pierce put out a DVD of the content he makes, would you be interested in buying that? Oh, actually, I do sell uh, some, anyway, I sell. I sold some physical I, media. I don't have a DVD player. Do you have a PS3 or a PS4 or a PS5? I guess he's not. No, I, I'm just a PC guy. Well, then PC. you don't have a DVD player. That's what are true. you playing yeah. on PC right now? Tell us, Garrett. Uh, I'm playing on my DS right now. I just hacked it. I'm playing Pokemon Black 2. It's a great game. Um, yeah. It's a it, great it, game. Yeah, it's really good. Well, arguably, you know, top, top, one of the top Pokemon games. Yeah. Definitely. Like, super, just like, I was amazed by how responsive it is. But we don't need to get into Pokemon talk. 
Wait, you, wait, Never you, beaten a Pokemon should game. Should Pierce put it, make a video game? Let's. I really, we keep getting off of this. What kind of content do you want to see from Pierce, Garrett? I, I, I well, really am I think a Pierce type game would definitely. If if you if you guys know what Cruelty Squad is, I definitely. Think Cruelty Squad is that. a fabulous piece. I've never played it, but it just looks incredible. Have you seen this? No. Cruelty Squad looks like it looks to be like an actual art piece, but Mm -hmm. um, it's like it's like an FPS where um, where the aesthetics of violence are are, uh, turned up past past the level of mm-hmm, actual mm-hmm. association with human gore. Mm, and I have it seen also this. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I experienced the full range of emotions to Clay World. Pancake mine. Coming. Yeah, so Pancake or uh, uh, Robert Benford's uh, content and Clay and Clay World was not a part of my childhood at all. I guess I was more of a Homestar Runner guy and Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean I, I did watch Film Cow and uh, like Charlie's Unicorn and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think they might have been in the same community. Uh, the laser collection. And Gary, what, Pierce, what is your Venmo? <laughs> My Venmo is, I believe, Pierce-Campion. Pierce-Campion. So I would love it. I would love it, Garrett, if you sent Pierce some money tonight on this show. I'd love to see that happen. Garrett, I, would, I don't care what you do. And I, but I do. And I really think you owe him <laughs> some money, so I really hope you pony up. Have you got enough money to yeah, be hacking a money. fucking DS? Sean Bay, uh, I agree. It would be great to do this this kind of game, a sport. When I was a, when I was a kid on the playground, I would always ask people if they played a game that I had made up called Prehistoric Siege. That was exactly what you said. Prehistoric Siege. That sounds good. Yeah, that's awesome. Pretty pretty cool. All right, Garrett. Well, thank you for calling in. I I hope we get that receipt. Garrett, uh, I'm charmed and very flattered by you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Anecdote. Yeah, thanks, Pierce. I'm I'm a big fan, and uh, thanks for letting me call in. Take care, Garrett. Wow, that hits. That's 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 nice. That wasn't. That must feel nice. It I mean was, that. It was quite it's nice. It's nice to hear someone appreciate your work. Not even bringing a tear to my eye, knowing that a bunch of children were were turned off by uh by the transcript. And if that's not why we do this, I don't know. Follow, thank you for the follow, DGB and Art. Does that mean we've hit? I think I've hit my one thousandth follower on Twitch. Let's tonight. go. Let's go, baby. Let's Pretty go. Pretty cool. Pretty and, cool. And I have to say, it's the Pierce effect. You have it. I have it. You you take it. You take those thousand. I can have the thousand. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Thank you so much. You know that's right. You know that's right. That's, like, that's sort of a catchphrase I've been working on. That you true? know that's right. I like it. You know that's right. Yeah. Or uh, shit. I know that's right. Uh-huh. Fuck. We we know we know it. I know that's right. Uh-huh. Someone use the emote. I know that's right. Pierce killed it on E1. Thank you for saying that. I thought that I completely bombed. I have been too embarrassed to even listen really? to the episode. I know that's right. It's nice. It's it's nice when you go on something like that. You know, I had this recently, where you think you did really bad, and then somehow you figure out that you didn't do bad, and you're like, "Well, that's nice." Isn't that great? It is a really great feeling. Good feeling. Um, Gus from Psychhead, you know that's right. Luke, is there is I there don't a, think about psych, so that there doesn't a specific matter. anecdote that you can speak to based on what you just shared? Like, is there something, is there a huge disparity, or was it like, I didn't feel so good about it? Oh, that was, I guess it actually did well. Or is there, do you have an anecdote where it's like, I ate mm. complete yes. shit? Yes, but it wasn't in front of one of my idols, but I do have a good eating shit story. Yeah, let's hear it. I um, was doing a bit... Uh, this was, you know, five years ago called what if Donald Trump met Deadpool? Mm. Now you're sort of like, okay, but I think, you know, old comedy from five years ago, that's hitting. It works. Totally. Totally. Yeah. 
And I did it on, I was worried about being on best show, but I think I did. Okay. Uh, uh, and I and I done it at this show in DC and it crushed. It like nice. annihilated in front of a bunch of people I didn't know and I was feeling fucking good because nice. it was like right when I had I'd only really done Chicago uh, stand up in Chicago mm-hmm. and like comedy in Chicago so like come back to my hometown to this like old show and fucking crush. Yeah. And the, everyone was like, dude, that was crazy. And I was like, this is so sick. Yeah. And then. A friend of mine was hosting a show at like the cool DIY kids from high school's uh, basement, uh-huh. and it was a comedy show. Uh, and everyone else did regular stand up, but then I did this, and it bombed in a way in front of every single person I thought was cool in high school in a way that was so unbelievable that I, uh, it, it was almost too much to believe, and it was beyond panic attack, beyond ego death. It was sort of just so the worst thing that could ever happen that I just was like I literally got off stage did the whole bit didn't didn't break down crying or anything did the whole bit to silence I mean and people like kind of seem mad at me right uh did the whole bit said thank you very much walked out of the room walked out of the venue got in my car and left yeah just got out of there and it's the hardest I've ever bombed in my life and it was so crazy I have a very very similar story please um so this story begins with me gassing myself up, unfortunately, but the yeah. first time I ever did stand-up was at a, sum- a pre-college uh, summer program in UNCSA. Sure. Um, and there was an open mic, and a lot of the uh, fellow uh, you know, high schoolers were like, Pierce, you're funny. You should try stand-up for the first time. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. all right, I'll give it a shot. It was recorded, and then it was the number one clip on our stand-up. And it was like, my friend had his first stand-up. How do we think it went? It got like 5,000 views. You wow. can't find it anymore, but yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it did yeah, well. Yeah. And everyone in the comments was like, Couldn't, can't believe this is his first time. And I was like, I think I'm a god. I was like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, I am yeah, a stand-up yeah, yeah, yeah. god. Yeah. And so I went, to, uh, I went to school in Boston, and then I tried out this. I don't think it exists anymore, but it was an open mic in a bowling alley. And I went up there. And I tried to do crazy material. I was like, I'm fucking funny, and I know that I'm. I know that I could even do something crazier than what I did. Yeah, what yeah. I did earlier was hack. I could go fucking. Yeah, I could yeah, go yeah, there. yeah. And I got up there. I went up right after someone had gone up there, and he said, "I think it's so weird when people use the N word." He was a white guy, and then immediately a black guy in the audience stood up and went, "Boo." Sit your ass down! And the guy was like, uh, I haven't told my... I'm just, uh, <laughs> ju- oh, God. And then he, like, just went and sulked back to his seat, and he was like... The host was like, oh, I feel sorry for whoever has to follow that. Uh, please welcome to the stage, Pierce! So then I got on stage, and I was like, okay, I guess I'm the guy who's following that. Um, and then I, I do as much of the silly material as I can. I had this one bit where I talk about this is how small a fish's brain is. Uh-huh. Here, pass this around, and I pass around uh-huh, nothing uh-huh, to people. Uh-huh. People are starting to get pretty upset with me. Right. And then I think I run the light. Right. And then um, the guy on the mic says, all right, that's enough, Pierce. And I wore a shirt. I had a shirt that has E.T. with a hoodie on, and uh-huh. it said it's all good in the hood. And he went... And by the way, it is not all good in the hood, my friend. And then the whole audience cheers when he says that. And then I'm about to get off stage. I trip on the mic cable, (laughs) and the whole mic comes crashing down. This hits the ground. Huge crashing sound. And then I went right back up onto the stage to correct it. And then I got back on the mic, and I was like... My biggest punchline of the night. And then everyone started shouting, get the fuck off the stage. (laughs) 
So I ran out of there in like the biggest huff of my life. And yeah. here's where it gets worse is that right uh, two sets before me, there was a very obviously complete nerd virgin person yeah. who went up and completely bombed and obviously does it all the time. Right. And she ran up to me. She chased me out of the comedy venue to say <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever seen. And she was so, so bad. So obviously had a hundred wires crossed in her brain about what was funny. And she was the one who had to chase me to tell me how good it was. And it made me feel even worse <laughs> knowing, knowing that she thought that we were going to what, like get a beer or something afterward. I was like, I can't even even look at you right now. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Ran away. I didn't do comedy again for like three years or something, or stand up comedy again for a long time. Yeah, pretty bad. You know what? Bombing sucks. I bombing never, sucks. It I, sucks. I it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. We don't. And, and and it's not fun. And what do you learn from it? That people are rude to you and you try and entertain them. Who gives a fuck? We got to call command. I really want to say quickly about this. I think the craziest part of that story is they did that to like an eighteen-year-old. A bunch of grown men at a bowling alley bullied the sh- drinking too, bullied yeah. the shit out of an eighteen-year-old until he ran out almost crying yeah. for basically no reason. For basically. And that's why best. that's why stand-ups are so awesome. All right, we got a call coming in. Hello, caller. Welcome to the show. What's your name? What are you calling? Hey, Luke. It's Jason. How's it going? Jason, how are you? I'm good. Uh, it's a long day, so I'm recuperating. How's the uh, how, how's the studio post oil? The studio is looking good. We had some oil trouble in here, but now we're true? good. Well, do you have any vape thing smokable? No. Okay, just curious. I'm not a vapor. Okay, understood. Sorry, man. But you had an oil spill? No, no. It was uh, it was like avocado oil. It was for a bit. Oh, okay. And I'm not. And I, Jason, I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna give him. The, I'm not gonna give you the dignity of explaining what what happened. No, it's fine. You don't have to. Okay. Uh, I was actually call- I was I was calling to add to the pile uh, a story of me eating shit on stage. Please, yeah, love that. Uh, I this wasn't a performance or anything, but this is the saddest birthday I've ever had in my life. Um, I was you eat uh, shit at your own birthday. Yeah, that honestly seems like it's about to be worse than what we just said. Yeah. Uh, so I was I was I was 11 years old. I was in Boy Scouts, which I never wanted to do in the first place, um, and I had to go to a summer camp. Um, and I hated it. I was like, you know, the, I was like in the, in the, in an area full of like a bunch of like athletic jockey people. I was like a fat queer art kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I already had like no social cash and nobody, everybody hated me. Mm. Um, and I'm at the summer camp with suddenly now, uh, it's, it's my troop. And then like 20 others, all the same type of person. Um, and we all had meals together. Um, and the day my, my birthday is happening during camp and they have been doing this thing where if somebody has a birthday, they bring them up on stage and people sing them happy birthday. And I'm like, I'm dreading that already. I'm hoping it's not going to happen. And then my birthday rolls around and there's another kid who shares a birthday with me and they decide that they're going to bring us both on stage mm-hmm. that I guess because there's two of us, they're going to make a little more of a show of it. So they ask the first kid uh, what he wants for his birthday. And he says, uh, like, uh, uh, Britney Spears in a new, in a, in a see-through bikini. Sure, That's sure, right. exactly what he said. Right. And of course, Something fucking cool. From, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's fucking, because this kid is cool, I imagine, by the standards this kid of this is kid. Cool. This, this, this kid presumably fucks. Yeah. You know. 
that's the subtext. Um, and so he gets up the stage, and I have to follow that up. I don't want to be in the stage in the first place. Right. I'm alone on my birthday, um, effectively. And uh, I get asked the question, the same question. And I, 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 I don't have a funny answer. And I search myself for, like, what the honest answer is. And uh, so this was in, like, 2001. I was never allowed to have a game console as a kid. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, I had always no. wanted a Nintendo 64. I had always wanted a Nintendo 64. This is this is right about when the PS2 was out. So, uh, but so I, it was already the wrong answer. So yeah, yeah, you already, you're already, already fucking up. Repeatedly, nothing else to say, and it being the honest answer, I just said the Nintendo 64, and I got booed off the stage. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God! Somebody threw food at me. Oh <laughs> and then, my God! And then it's the, so the harmless. Like it's the, like who gives? Yeah. But you know, like one of the like alpha kids just started booing, and then the rest of the tables were just like boo, yeah. boo. Yes. Like we don't even know why why we're bad at it. But, but it the first guy to boo, the first guy to boo was on to something. He's, yes, he's, he was like a horse in a hurricane. Yes, he, know, he knew he the knew vibes was, were up. He but knew that whenever. Here's what I want to say, Jason. As I believe. I honest to God believe this, knowing, imagining this situation, having been in situations like that as a kid, I, I actually truly don't believe there's a single thing he could have said that wouldn't have rendered in that kid booing. Yes. And everyone booing him. Sometimes moments like that are, that, that, al- that also kind of speaks to the fact that bullies are cultural tastemakers for better or for worse. Yes. Is that they detect that someone is in distress. Yes. And they want to acknowledge publicly, this person is in pain, I don't know how to deal with it they don't know how to deal yeah. with it but let's just shout until this moment is over yes yes um, yes yes so and in that so, way I, is it, I like that pierce the bully is the ultimate tastemaker the ultimate influencer if you it's will, true of and how I feel a cl- like of who's cool in the class anti-bullying um anti-bullying protocols are designed to limit harm but i do actually think they limit they, creativity i think in some ways they they do they fail to hone like children have to knock around each other in in their really clumsy ways yeah. in order to grow and sometimes i think it's anti-growth to say that we don't allow bullying because you know what i'll say i don't know how you feel about your story, Jason, or your story, Pierce, but in a a perverse way, that is one of my favorite stories to tell because it's so unbelievably awful and there's a lot of pathos in it. You know what I mean? And I think there is in yours and I think there is in yours too. So... In that way, you know, maybe when we talk about the bullying, we we lose out on these moments. Jason, how does that sit with you? Mm, This one I could leave... Yeah, that yeah. one you could have done <laughs> yeah, well, without. <laughs> it was your birthday after all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yours is sort of, there's a, a couple pretty big fundamental differences between what happened to me and Pierce and what happened to you is that we made a choice to do something and you were sort of coerced, forced into ridicule with no way out other than to be ridiculed. And now that I think about it, I feel as though the reaction you should have gotten was a smattering of applause. Yeah, like, yeah, all right. And maybe even a whoop. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know the kids in there. I've honestly been fine. A whoop, one whoop. Did you say silence would have been fine? Yeah, that was, silence would have been preferable. Silence is better. There was a. T- <sighs> yeah. I'm sorry. Light smattering of, um, of applause maybe worse, but yeah, being booed is pretty tough. Not deserved. Yeah, not you don't know, should get booed <laughs> pretty much ever. No. no one should boo you unless you're like 
you know, like Hitler hailing and like going crazy. You unless know? you're actively a threat to the. <laughs> yeah, unless you're a threat. <laughs> yeah. And if you come into my school and you're you're carrying a gun, I'm gonna boo you down. Yeah. I was only bullied until sixth grade, and then I was bigger than everyone. Classic. Yeah. Um, Jason, that is a, a really horrific story, but I'm really glad you shared it. I'm really glad you shared. That it. was well told, also. Yeah, you did tell that very well, Jason. Thank you. There's a topper to that story, actually. Please. Uh, which is that uh, we had like uh, you got assigned. You might get assigned to do like a, a, a dinner ta- or a meal task, and that was my night. Also, to oh, KP? all the tables. Oh my um, god! And so I was going around and taking everyone's dishes after mm. I'd done that. And I was getting like individual people telling me that I, uh, that is the worst answer they had ever seen given to any question. Uh, and that I sucked. But then, like, like it wasn't just kids, it was like adults, and, like parents of kids and troop leaders. And there was this one guy who was like, he just looked at me angrily and he said, My son's had, a, had an N64 for five years. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, what did I do? To what do? happened? I feel like I feel like this was orchestrated. I feel like I understand this because there is something that could happen. I, I I don't know if you had a summer camp experience like this, but I went to sleepaway camps, and there were certain summers where there's a kind of cruelty that can happen at a sleepaway camp that is unlike anywhere else on Earth because there's no one really stepping in. Yes. Also, and, you're going to shake the extra sketch pretty soon anyway, and everyone's going to Yes, exactly right. And the, and, the, and the teachers are like 17-year-olds, yeah. right? So like they're counselors. So it's this is the worst thing a scout leader has ever done. Thank you so much, Crocodile. That is correct. Um, it... it there's something that can happen. Like, there's a tone that can take over in a sleepaway camp or in a camp situation where just like everything is mean and horrible. Yes. Does that does that resonate with you? Yes. Um, and I feel like uh, uh, everyone detects that a sleepaway when mommy and daddy are gone, yes. all children want to do is try out new yes. techniques for cruelty. Yes. Yes. Because they're testing the limits, and this is a safe. And it literally is. It's like you're going into the hyperbolic time chamber. You, there is an expiration date, mm-hmm. so literally you get to just try out a whole new thing. You want to be a kid that like says a bunch of anti-Semitic shit and at three weeks it doesn't really fucking matter. You're back yeah. to regular school. You know? Right. Yeah. Um, and this is what I mean by being a cultural tastemaker is you get to play the yes. architecture that has been oppressing you as a child. Like you get to play mommy daddy games on people that you'd consider less than. Yes. And, and not only are all the kids doing that but all of the staffers delight and relish every single time they see a child doing that because then they get to play mommy daddy yes no downside yes this child they're not going to traumatize the child insofar as they're never going to have to interact with the kid again right and yet they get all of the delight and deliciousness over telling a child that their moral compass is out of whack. Yes, and admonishing them, and they get to punish the child. And and they get to support, they get to weigh in on certain wars of attrition just because, based on their own traumas, like this is why some teachers flirt with their students or whatever. It's because they are righting the wrongs from their childhood, and yeah, yeah, it's just a whole fucking cesspool. So we gotta get, so bring back bullying, but get rid of camp, folks. We gotta get rid of camp. Camp should just be a fireplace, and you should take turns talking, and if someone says something wrong, you can boo them yeah yes thank you so much well jason thank you so much for calling in and sharing that harrowing tale thanks so much guys have a great evening you're better now you're better you're better now i'm right 
I'm better. You're better. I'm, very, I'm so much better. It made you strong. Thank you. In a way. I actually don't believe moments like that really make you strong. That's that's why I they don't make you think, sad. That's why I don't think that uh, bombing should be. Uh, I hate when people talk about bombing, and I literally my craft is now so influenced by my desire to never bomb again. I will never go on stage without some kind of uh, net. I will never go on stage. I, I think it's at this point though. How I feel about it is like. I, I do think the difference is, even though I guess it's t- capable of me, I don't think it's, I, but here's the thing. I don't think it's possible for me to bomb that hard again, uh-huh. because if that happened today, I would just be like, all right, whatever. And then just like fucking like start talking about something else or doing something else or do, thinking about anything else. I would find something else to do, but there's a way you can bomb because you can, the only thing you're capable of is being locked into this thing you've come up with. Cause you, you have absolutely no calm or, or collectiveness or composure it's on like stage. Someone pressing you on your forehead. And, and then you're just like, okay, bye. And then like, hopefully you're funny enough kind of just about your ideas that it's kind of funny. You know, when you only have five jokes in the beginning. Yeah. I think it was, probably just another thing I had to work through in therapy brilliant you know just just say I know that's right after every joke that's right but jokes on those idiots I have unbreakable bones that is true Jason has unbreakable bones they're all the same lines and the first doesn't work yeah I mean that's yeah yeah it's like you don't but that's the fun it's just I do this you can't bomb on this no, because you just keep it going. No, we just go, 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 go. Yes. And if and, and that's what I and I really believe this. I've kind of I've, I I almost sort of like how much I do it mm-hmm. because there's no good or bad. It it, it, it all comes out in the wash. Like yes. any episode is good, any episode is bad. It doesn't matter. I'm doing it the next day, and I love I love that. It's beautiful. The videos start and they end. I know that's right. I bombed earlier on my you call. Didn't bomb. No, you just Tanner. Got booed. You didn't. Uh, you didn't bomb. You didn't Tanner. bomb. You just got booed Tanner, by, by a weirdo. Tanner, you got to know that. I, I think you. I think you understand that your your purpose on the stream is to, uh, almost to get hung up on the heel. Uh, the heel. The heel. If you win. Well, look at that. Join the Discord if you want to keep the fun going at home. <laughs> um. Yeah, we got a few minutes left here, folks. Yeah, let's end at seven. This actually works out perfect right? for me. No, that it's honestly it's a, a blessing for me as well. Okay, excellent. Can yeah. you imagine if I was like, no, let's keep playing. Yeah. I'm so tired. Three hours. No, of I sleep, get it, man. dude. I get it, man. I you you know what can I say? Mm. You've brought it. Thanks, man. You really I always did. show up. I promise. You brought I, it. I you brought it. I'm I'm I that's that's almost why I've stopped kind of drinking as much and stuff, because I can't bring it when I'm hungover. Some people can. Yeah. Some people are just like, I'm gonna fucking bring it. I'm tired as fuck, but I can do it. And I'm like, I have to lay down, mm-hmm. you know. I'm a pussy. I don't know. It's um, been a good show. I, I am agree. just not my body. I, I made a decision long ago that this was gonna be a UFO and this yeah. was gonna be a desolate uh Wasteland. burning jungle. Yeah. 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 Thanks for bringing it. Hey, I love it. Thanks for bringing it. Pierce, thank you so much. Thank how do you, we? Pierce. How do we even? How do we even? Like, what is your coda? Do you have a ritual to, to close out these? No. No. One K though. Pretty cool. I wonder if you should have some kind of statement. Um, guys, it's been such a great road. Um, this has just been so nice. The last night was pretty crazy. So I'll tell you what happened. Oh, we have a call coming in. Well, I'm not going to tell you then. All right. Hello. 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 Who's on the phone? This is um, this is Jack. Hey, Jack. Welcome to the program. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm doing so good. Thank you for calling into the program. Is there something specific you called in with this evening? Uh, is, is Pierce Campion there this evening? Yeah, Pierce Hi. is right here Howdy. On, this, on mic two. Oh, that's beautiful to me. Uh, hello, Pierce. Hi, it, Jack. It's... A, it's a beautiful experience to talk to you. I mean, I've seen 
your videos for a very long time. I think you're a great inspiration. You're a poet and just a very wise man. That's so kind. Just, I'm getting lit up. You are getting lit up. I just want to say that to you first and foremost. Before you uh, say what you're about I to wanted say. To, yeah, I wanted to talk to you about something. I, I had this system that I created a while back that I think you might find very interesting um, mm -hmm. where I kind of broke snacks down mm -hmm. into a very specific sort of system mm -hmm. where all types of snacks can be broken down into sweets, treats, salts, and meats. Mm -hmm. And you can take any snack and you can put it into any one of those segments. You know, mm -hmm. give me a snack and I can tell you exactly what Doritos. Salt. Doritos. Salt. That would be a salt. That would be a salt. Easy. Pho. You know, some of them are a little bit harder. Pho. Cheese, that's actually a meat. Pho. I agree that cheese is a meat. This makes sense to me. What about pho, though? I do. Yeah, pho. Pho is not a snack, though. I guess it's a meat. Pho is not a snack. Jack, you're the authority on this. I would. I think pho. I think you could call. I wouldn't call that a snack. I would call that more of a meal. I think that. I well, think is that meal one of the categories. Oh, I thought he, is meal not meat. Yeah, meat. So sorry. He's saying that there are four categories for different types of snacks. I feel like. Oh, pho oh, oh, oh I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Pho is not a snack. I understand mm -hmm. my mm -hmm. mistake. Okay. I think any snack could be categorized under those four conditions. Right. Jack, here's something that you might appreciate based on your interest in this system is I like to ask people sometimes when the vibes are getting a little bit uh, boring at a, at a get-together is what do you guys think are the most important defining qualities of a pretzel? Mm. That's a deep one. I think pretzels have a very specific flavor to them um, that is replicated by nothing else. And I think People overlook that. Okay, so you would say that the defining characteristic of a pretzel could be its lye treatment, which gives it that sort of chemically burn. I, yes, if exactly. that's the feeling, have a, I was going to say it's the feeling in your mouth that is not anything else. Is that the lye? Lye, it's okay. lye treatment, the uh, browning. Mm -hmm. So, right, so we have salt, we have the browning, and we have the shape. But this is the thing about pretzels, and I'm going to try to explain this as succinctly as possible. Please. Um, the, the word pretzel means to fold one's arms. So yeah. technically the etymology of pretzel yeah. comes from the shape of the pretzel. And that pretzel twist is probably the most unique characteristic about a pretzel. Anything that is in the shape of a pretzel is automatically a pretzel, no matter what bread it's made of, no mm -hmm. matter if it's brown, mm -hmm. no matter if it has salt on it. If you have something in the shape of a pretzel, it is automatically a pretzel. That's actually how I feel. Hmm. I feel like even if That's you have a pretzel made of, uh, made of uh, <coughs> peeps, marshmallows, that is a pretzel, that is a pretzel. Pretzel, marshmallow, pretzel. Yes. Okay. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. A pretzel is a is a sort of morphology within snacks. You know, it's I mean? a constellation you a typology, of different. You have the four typologies, but then you have different morphologies. I think you could consider a pretzel to be a specific morphology of snack. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. Look, I, you're, you're, look I, I think your, your snack system is sound, and I actually don't even feel the need mm -hmm. to involve it with my pretzel system. Mm -hmm. um, but I will say mm -hmm. a lie, any bread that gets a lye treatment is going to have that browning on the outside, but, but there is something called a lye roll. <laughs> And a lye roll, mm -hmm. I don't think, becomes a pretzel until there is coarse salt added to it. Then it becomes mm -hmm. a pretzel bun. And yeah. also, you think about, mm -hmm. like, there's a Wetzel's Pretzels in the mall right mm -hmm. there. If I get mm -hmm. that, they're not using lye on the Wetzel's Pretzels. No. And yet, certainly in every shape and form, that is a pretzel. Right. Why? The form the itself. Yeah, I mean, the yeah. coarse salt, yes. Auntie Anne's Pretzel. That's Auntie Anne's Pretzels. Now, I want to ask... Without, I, I want to... 
I want to ask you something, Jack, before we leave this evening, because we're almost out of time. You said you're a big fan of Pierce. I want to know how are you supporting his art? How are you supporting it? Um, I've, I, that's a really great question. I, I am constantly recommending to people that I think could understand the uh, poetic nature of it. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly saying to them, please go watch Outer Space Station. Go watch Dinosaur Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, go watch the debates that he's on where he's talking about politics. I mean, these things really open the mind and allow mm-hmm. one to think on a greater level that I think is very hard to find in today's uh, ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think thinking about the beautiful mysteries of space or the wondrous fascinations of the past can really lead one <laughs> into a greater frame of mind. Let's and I think that's a beautiful that thing. Is that one, is how I want to be supported. That, that is, is my so wonderful. And so I, but I'm going to say what Pierce can't because common decency doesn't allow him. That's all fine and good. But have you given him a dollar or maybe even a cent or have you just watched his videos online? I don't need your money. I'll figure something out. <laughs> Pierce, I, I just want you to know, if you know, if I was in the financial situation to give you money, I would. But my friend, I am a humble pizza worker at Sabaro, Fair. and you know, working in the dough caves just does not pay well enough to support Fair enough. wonderful creators in Fair. any way other than with my time. Fair, and you I, gave all a good I want answer. Is your time, and thank you for recommending my work to other people. That was that, that's all I need from you, and it's very kind. That is extremely kind, and but we are glad that the other guy sent you money. So Pierce, we're at the end of this. Yes. I'm going to find someone to raid on Twitch. And while I do that, why don't you go ahead? I mean, it's already been plugged by your wonderful fans tonight. And also, Jack, I'm going to hang up on you because I forgot to do that. Goodbye. Uh, is you is you say what you'd like to plug. Okay. I will say what I'm going to plug. Uh, I would love to plug just, just follow me so that you know what's happening next. Um, I, I think that... Uh, I think that... Oh, there's going to be a sketch show in... Littlefield at Littlefield in New York City. If you're a New Yorker or you're on the East Coast, why don't you come on down to Littlefield in Gowanus, Brooklyn, and check out a sketch show that I'm doing with my friend and closest collaborator, Will Duncan, who is a guest on Chat Havers. That will be on January 12th, 2024, in the new year. 1 12 24. 1 times 12 times. 24. Times 2. Twimes too, um, and that should be good. That should be decent. Well, that is wonderful. We're gonna raid. You're gonna raid um, Nostalgia Critic. We're gonna raid Nostalgia Critic. No, we're gonna raid everything now because they always raid me, and I never raid them because of the time when we stream. So but, thank you guys so much for being here, Pierce. Thank you for being on the program. Dude, you're such a fabulous host, conversationalist, uh, and so it means and the world. Me. It means the world. All right. Thank you to, for the... to, to another thousand. Cheers.